Have you ever wondered how and why the CG Bros YouTube channel came into being? Well, stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2105, the CG Bros will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, why did the CG Bros start their YouTube channel on the CG Bros CG Insider podcast? Well, greetings, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast. In this episode of the CG Insider, the CG Bros are to answer the question, why did we start our YouTube channel? I'm Bill Johnson, one of the co-founders of the CG Bros. And I'm Sean Johnson, the other co-founder. And by the end of today's podcast, not only will you know why we started our YouTube channel in the first place, you'll know some of the sordid history of YouTube. You'll learn about what our personal experiences have been using YouTube, including the good, the bad, and the ugly as well as get some useful advice from us if you're thinking about starting your own YouTube channel or maybe making your channel more successful. So we thought we'd start today with uh, discussing a little bit about the history of YouTube. Um, as if it was created by uh, three former PayPal employees, um, and uh, it, uh, I think it was bought in, by Google in 2006 for $1.65 billion. And it's the second most popular media platform out there. I think Facebook is the first. Um, right now it uh, sports 31 million YouTube channels with 2 billion active users and uh, 1 billion hours watched per day. That's, that's more than 114,000 years or 200, excuse me, 2,283 lifetimes per day every day. Wow, that's amazing. Um, 500 hours of video are uploaded every minute to YouTube and that, that totals up to about 720,000 hours uploaded to YouTube every day. Um, they are a pretty rich company and they're doing quite well with YouTube. Uh, YouTube earned $4.4 billion in advertising revenue in 2020, and it's expected to be over $5 billion this year and $6 billion next year. So they're, they're doing pretty well, uh, I'd have to say. Yeah, well, yes. Did you know recently, uh, I was reading some you know not so boring numbers, but some interesting and little known trivia online regarding YouTube. Uh, inf info that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, some of the, some of the things I was reading was crazy. Um, uh, I guess some of them are inside stories. So uh, initially, YouTube was started, uh, they say, as a video dating site uh, named Tune In and Hook Up. Really? Uh, yeah, inspired by the then popular Hot or Not, but the three founders decided not to go that way. Um, also, also, I also was reading as well that uh, one of the main reasons YouTube was created um, can be credited to two different events. Uh, one event was the uh, when ja Jawad Kareem uh, was not able to find a video footage of Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. Remember, I remember that. Remember yeah, that? The Super Bowl. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. Uh, the second event was uh, when uh, Chen and Hurley were not able to share a video of a uh, dinner party um, because of uh, email attachment size restrictions that they had at the time. So that's what uh, um, they one of the reasons why they decided to, to start YouTube. Um, and some of the funnier, funnier things I was reading was, uh, when it was actually founded, uh, it caused problems for a website that had similar, uh, similar name to YouTube, but it had, instead of having the, the Y O U, it was YouTube com, which was a, uh, universal tube and roll form equipment based in, uh, Perrysburg, Ohio. So, so it was a machining, a machining business. Yeah. And so what happened was, is the, uh, initially when they, when they registered the, the, uh, the site in 2005, it, it started uh, unexpectedly getting huge amounts of traffic uh, coming to their site, 
people searching for the actual YouTube and, and just misspelling the website. So they, so they even tried to sue YouTube, um, saying that their business was damaged by the traffic. But uh, those claims were eventually uh, dismissed. And in fact, the, the manufacturing company moved to another domain. Um, I, w- I wonder how they were damaged. I mean, if they're getting all this traffic to their site, that, don't, that only helps them. You would think. You would yeah. think. That's Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, um, also another uh, little known fact is, uh, most of the, uh, uh YouTube's, uh, views come from, um, outside the U S which I, I wasn't aware of. Um, and I guess you, uh, guess what, uh, country has the, the largest amount of, uh, daily views. I'd, I'd say probably India. You are wrong. Um, so out of the 196 countries that YouTube serves, the, the country that has the most views with roughly 90 million daily video views is Saudi Arabia, believe it or not. Oh, my gosh, really? Why? Well, I wonder why that is. Well, um, the reason they say is um, because of the strict censorship they have there. And the, and the, uh, the country has uh, apps like Facebook and Twitter are banned. However, YouTube is uh, unrestricted. So this hmm. makes YouTube one of the only sources of entertainment that the people can look for. Uh, you know, that, I guess that's not surprising uh, now that you explain it. Um, you want to hear some more trivia? Sure. Okay. Uh, guess what the most searched tutorial on YouTube is? Video. That's a. That's. I couldn't. I couldn't guess. Well, obviously, there's a huge team population that watches YouTube's daily, right? And so, because of it, there's uh, basically no surprise what that logical answer would be. What do you think? If it's teenagers. Um. How to. Uh, how to get a date. Very close. It is uh, the most searched tutorial is how to kiss. Of course. <laughs> oh, and the, and the second, uh, which is funny, it's not really teen related, I, I wouldn't think, but uh, the second most searched tutorial is how to tie a tie. I thought that was really interesting. Well, I've got a piece of trivia for you. Uh, do you know what the first video on YouTube that was posted on YouTube after, after Google uh, bought it? No, I have no idea. It was... Uh, from the San Diego Zoo, it was uh, one of the founders of the San Diego Zoo uh, posted a video of him at the zoo called "Me at the Zoo." It was the, it was actually the the founder of YouTube that did that, right? One of the founders. Uh, I believe. Well, I know. I think no, it was the founder of the of the uh, San Diego Zoo. Really? Okay. Posted well, that posted that video. All right. Well, you learn something every day. Well, that, that's that's pretty interesting, Sean. I had no idea. Uh, kissing. That's that's amusing. And uh, you'll well, never. Well, I'll, Go ahead. I'll, just a couple more real quick, um, right. which is which is really funny, is uh, the most uh, viewed video and liked and favorited video. Guess which one that one was? Henry bit my finger. <laughs> yeah, you're really close. It was Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> oh, Charlie. Charlie bit my finger. Yeah. yeah somebody bite, bite That has fingers. an insane amount of views. Incredible, actually. 879 million views. As a, uh, have you seen that one? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Every, everybody who hasn't cute. seen that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, we could. Uh, d- uh, you want to discuss a little bit about uh, our personal experience with YouTube before we started our channel? Um, yeah, I, I, let's do that. Um, my personal experience. I know it's probably a little bit different than yours, but my first experience with YouTube was um, uh, my wife's coworker was talking about a website you could share your own videos on, and and though um, and, and I thought. You know, wow, that's pretty dumb. Who's going to watch other people's videos, uh, personal videos? Um, I, you know, I kind of 
thought about it and I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is just a, a, a website where there's just a bunch of fat, funny cat videos and other cheesy personal videos. Um, uh, then a couple of years later, um, someone sent me a, a talking dog wants to become a, a talking dog wants bacon in the ultimate dog tease video. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. It was oh, yeah, so I want some funny. of that. Yeah, no, it was so great, <laughs> man. That was so funny. So I started bacon. It's got bacon. Exactly. So I started watching more and more of that. Uh, you know, those kind of videos, and then I started finding other things. You know, obviously it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's a, you start going down the the rabbit hole of videos after videos, and eventually uh, I started watching uh, uh, a bare knuckle street fighter uh, named Kimbo Slice. Um, and hmm. it was pretty amazing to watch, uh, I already like UFC and MMA. So watching that was kind of intense, especially when they had, a he has no gloves on and, and the guys were getting almost knocked out. So, um, in fact, he eventually ended up training for the MMA and was, uh, actually in the UFC before he unfortunately passed away. But, um, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. So over time, you know, obviously our personal experiences, you know, you start watching more and more, um, another one that kind of got me more interested in YouTube was uh, David after the dentist um, when he had uh, uh, his father posted a video on the internet of his reaction to oh uh, about that the kid who went who was under anesthesia yeah right? oh my gosh that I couldn't stop laughing at that one that I felt so bad for him but I could not stop laughing I I, I don't know how many times I watched I probably watched that like 30 40 times but is that, he's, didn't he say is this the real world yes oh man yeah. I felt so bad for him but you know, it's funny that the dad would post a video of his kid, kid like that. But I mean, I guess you know, absolutely. In hindsight, you know, it's not. It's, it, there's. It's one of the more innocuous YouTube videos out there. Oh, that's true. And you know, it's uh, actually as of November twentieth, it's been viewed one hundred thirty nine million times. We'll be back in a moment, but first, a question: Do you run a small business online, but find that it lacks online presence? Are you truly engaged with your customer base and prospects? You might want to check out AlphaWave Systems. They build responsive and eye-popping websites and get first-page Google ranking results. They can energize your digital channels to grow your customer base and revenue. So, whether it's a new website, increased social media presence, customer relations management, or analytics, you can grow your business in the cloud and experience rapid and tangible results. Go to alphawave.io to learn how. It's amazing what 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 can be seen on YouTube and what what's popular and what's not popular. I know I I didn't use the YouTube very heavily to, to for entertainment purposes initially. Um, I think you know I I'd, I'd watched you know Henry or, uh, Charlie and I, I'd seen I think I'd seen that anesthesia one, um, but I I didn't really I didn't have a lot of time to spend on YouTube. But um, what I did use it for was uh, for getting soft knowledge about software. For since I was trying to get into three D and I, I was searching and, and would watch videos on 3D modeling and rigging and animation, text, you know, texturing um, and visual effects creation. Um, and I, I, you know, one of the problems I found with YouTube early on was that, you know, to, to find relative information was very difficult in that, in that sea of videos. Um, well, yeah. I, but plus, I found myself wasting a lot of time. Well, yeah. You know? Plus the fact that, that, you know, when you started looking for stuff, especially around 2010, 2011, um, even though there, you know, it had already exploded by that time and, it, and so many videos were being watched, you know, basically two out of every five videos viewed on the internet. Um, every video that I was looking at was really low resolution, like 480p, um, the highest. Well, I think that's probably, probably because a lot of, 
lot of cameras and, and consumer electronics really didn't have a you know, the first digital cameras were really not very high resolution. No, that's true. And, and, and I did notice, you know, some people putting tutorials up there for some of the software programs we were already using at the time, but, yeah. um, you know, trying to, um, look at something that's that low resolution is really difficult. Uh, plus the fact that, um, you know, all the related CGI, uh, related tutorials were basically to me, I thought there was kind of slim to none and any content I could find, like I said, was either very low educational quality you know, yeah. basically basic info with hardly any advanced tips or tutorials. And then the video quality was so very hard to see. I mean, many, many people at that time didn't even speak or narrate in their videos. It was just like clicking everywhere. Oh, that's true. That's Remember? Right. like silent movies. Yeah. And it was like, because of the poor resolution, I couldn't even tell where the menus were and what they're clicking on. And so um, at that time, I, I still believed back in t- 2010, 2011, most of the good tutorials were still found on DVDs or, or even personal websites. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I had to search long and hard to find the golden nuggets that that I really could use. Those, you know, the really good pieces of information. And I, a lot of people just put in a lot of fluff, and, and that 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 tended to bother me a lot. But it's gotten a lot better. Um, oh, but, absolutely. You know, I, I actually also used it in, uh, uh, you know, I needed to fix my shower once, and uh, I had to replace the, the mixer valve in my shower, and I typed in the valve number, uh, model number, into YouTube, and up came a video of how to replace it. Uh, that saved me 150 bucks. Um, I even replaced the fan in my that was screaming in my PS4 thanks to a YouTube video. So, oh, absolutely. You know, the well, how-to videos are very popular. Absolutely, and and I think I think one of the you know the initial reasons why we started the channel, at least for me, um, was when we were discussing things. You know, because you're working at a video video game company, I was working at a different video game company. Um, was when I started working on a new video game title in 2012, or actually 2011 was um, uh, Planetside 2 uh, when I was working at Sony Online Entertainment. And I remember at that time, most of the game's um, 3D content assets were either authored with um, Maya or 3D Studio Max. Um, and I'm, of course, I was well-versed in both of those and I've worked on and used those basically for you know years and years, over 10 years. Yep. Um, Motion Builder was a software program um, that they were requiring me to learn for this new game. And I had no idea how to use it. And so I looked, looked for tutorials. I looked for DVDs. I looked for websites. I looked for everything and there was nothing. There's absolutely nothing there. And so, um, I just started, um, got the program at work and just started learning on my own. And, um, you know, motion builder, for those of you who don't know what that is, um, it was, a, it was originally not Autodesk's. It was, a, it was created by a company called Kedera in Montreal, Canada. And then uh, Autodesk eventually bought them. But uh, the program, Motion Builder, is extremely powerful um, and it allows animators to edit large amounts of motion capture data, which we are going to be using extensively um, on this project. So what I was going to do is basically uh, you know, need, need to learn the, the software program as fast as I could because we had deadlines that were coming up. And since there were no tutorials um, and no DVDs, no websites... Um, I started looking on YouTube, nothing, absolutely zero, right. nothing on there at all. And so at that time, in my mind, I, I kind of said, hmm, that was the first time I, I saw a need that could be filled. Once I learned the program myself, I could actually, you know, if I wanted to share stuff, I could, I could do that because I was already thinking about, you know, starting a YouTube channel to try and share information. Um, so basically after, you know, eight to 10 hours a week, seven days a week, 
uh, I'm sorry, eight to 10 hours a day, seven days a week, learning and using it for a couple months. Um, I started uh, wanting, wanted to start a channel. And so I, I initially felt uh, from the very beginning of my career in CGI, you know, I wanted to pay it forward because tutorials and things like that were provided to me from artists that I knew that were really encouraging at the time. And so what better way to do that is to, you know, create a, a central YouTube channel, not just dedicated to tutorials and learning, but all sites, uh, types of CG. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, you know, my training, my learning curve was pretty was 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 pretty, pretty steep as well. And I mean, it was brute force without any videos to to refer to. And you know, I I, I agree. I you know, uh, being able to create video tutorials that that actually gave people the information that they were looking for, uh, that actually helped them get better at at doing three D, uh, was was pretty rewarding. And I I, I felt good about that too. And plus, it was it was really simple to get started. It was you know YouTube was really easy to use and easy to upload videos to, and uh, you know it makes it easy to share 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 your videos with an extremely large audience. And we we were kind of hoping that that you know we would get a following, and and we did, which was which was really nice. Well, yeah, it was awesome. I loved your your Maya tutorials that you were sharing um, on there. You know, it was stuff that, in fact, was being used. Um, I don't know if you, uh, you remember this, but. Um, one of the artists at at, uh, at my company was actually teaching at the Art Institute in San Diego and and brought up one of your tutorial videos on Maya where you're doing that um, cached um, tutorial on, I guess, on a flag. You're doing... Oh, the looping uh, N-class simulation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was... Uh, that was really exciting at the time. Um, and I know we wanted to have other things. We wanted to be a hub and, and have other videos. So we started showcasing other things. Um, you know, VFX. I remember that. You know, it it, it took me a, a week to create a tutorial. Uh, you know, I wanted to do it right and I wanted to do it professionally, and uh, but it it was a very time consuming thing, and I was only able to pump out once a week. I think. Yeah, you know, between work and everything, it was pretty tough to put stuff up there. I remember putting up, um, I don't know, like 10, 15, 20 videos of of uh, Motion Builder. Well, I remember we just uh, we got a lot of comments and and people saying, "Oh, you know, I, that was really great. Can you make one make a tutorial on this, or can you make a tutorial on that?" And mm -hmm. you know, I just for, you know, for me personally, I I just couldn't keep up with the demand that the people were asking for, and um, you know, and uh, you know, as many of you guys out there probably know, creating high quality video content with good produ production value really is is not easy. Uh, you know, you want to have good audio, you want to have good video, you, you want to take your time and not rush through it. And it, it takes a, lot, a pretty good amount of organization um, to create those things. And uh, it was just, it was breaking me. Yeah, it was a fun, there's a funny story also about that is, is um, I was working, um, creating these tutorials, but I wasn't doing it during the day, obviously, because I was working. And I would do it at night, and I had my my I had this uh, Alienware high end gaming uh, laptop, and so I was doing it on there, and I didn't want to wake anybody up at night, so I was whispering while I was doing it, and it was really funny because um, somebody in my office started doing the tutorials, and I wasn't telling anybody I was doing this, and they, um, one of the persons said to one of the other coworkers, "Hey, doesn't this guy sound a lot like Sean?" And whispering Sean. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was really funny. Eventually, I had to tell that person, yeah, that was that is me. <laughs> so anyway, that was a funny story. Well, you know, it, it, uh, we, we did go through some kind of a transition there. Once, well, when we couldn't provide the content and uh, that people were demanding, we, we decided to kind of go outside uh, our, you know, our videos and start, you know, promoting other people's videos. 
Yeah, I mean, to the point where we started, you know, featuring CGI and VFX short films, VFX breakdowns, spots, CGI spots, VFX making of, studio and professional, uh, artist reels, motion graphics videos, um, tech demos. Can you think of anything else like, that I forgot? Uh, you know, a, a lot of studios reached out to us and wanted to ha have us uh, promote their their demo reels. Like, uh, I think uh, we had uh, Image Engine contact us. We had uh, 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 was it uh, Frame? We had um, Rhythm and Hues uh, reels. We had uh, quite a few reels actually from studios. Absolutely, MPC as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Can yeah. Goodbye Kansas. We actually uh, were contacted by as well. Yeah, you know the. Uh, Interesting thing is we, we also featured a, a few uh, VR 360 videos, too, which were pretty cool. Um, and even created a, a CGI uh, park ride creation that uh, showcased, um, you know, the the rides almost like, uh, you know, at some of the, the, the uh, parks that you'd go into and, and get in there in a simulation. It was kind of cool to have that on our, our channel as well. Yeah, we've we've had, we were very fortunate to to start early early on. I mean, we started our channel in 2011, so this is our our 10 year anniversary of the CG Bros YouTube channel, and you know we've we've featured gosh thousands of of different videos, uh, hundreds of studios, um, thousands of artists, uh, and and you know thousands of short films uh, as well. It's been been quite a quite a good variety of stuff we've been able to feature. Yes, and uh, many that uh, blew up on our channel early on uh, went viral. Uh, it was, uh, and those uh, some of those were not even CGI. I don't know if you remember uh, a couple notable ones were um, the Marmalade Identity. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was the behind the scenes uh, super slow motion effects that looked CGI. Well, it looks CGI, and you're going, how do they do that? Look at that! Look at that water simulation! Look at those! Yeah, it was pretty pretty amazing to see. Well, I mean, especially because we we'd seen so many. Uh, CGI, uh, you know, food uh, spots where they had um, CGI water and CGI fruit and the, you know, exploding and, and, and uh, you know, all those things. It, it, right. When you first look at it, you're like, wow, that, that looks like CGI, but it's not. It, you know, it, that's when it got confusing to me and a lot of the well, I think that's probably why it went very, very, I think it's why it went viral is because people thought it was CGI and it wasn't. You know, it was a motion control camera on a, on a, on a computer controlled arm at super high speed. Yeah. And it's funny. I don't know if the time, I don't remember at the time, whether that company, um, that made it, um, um anyway, just so background, the marmalade is an uh, internationally acclaimed commercial production company and, um, they have a highly experienced design and post-production studio. Um, and they're located in, uh, Germany, but, uh, the other one that uh, blew up was, um, the animatronics VFX showreel by Gustav Hogan. Or uh, do you remember that one? Yeah, that that was the uh, that was the uh, he. I think he bought brought a uh, bot. He built um, mechanical uh, animatronics, basically, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and that showcased um, with some really crazy uh, music that he added to it. I don't know. I don't remember the band, but it was it was really creepy. It was very almost very. Uh, I don't would say it was nightmarish, but it was so dis so disturbing that you couldn't stop looking at it and. Um, just so you know, um, Gustav Hogan, for all, those of you out there, he's, uh, he's uh, an amazing uh, artist, and he's worked on numerous films doing animatronics from Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 
Ex Machina and Ridley Scott's Prometheus, um, which is one of the most famous ones, obviously, uh, just to name a few. Yeah, yeah. Very impressive work. Well, uh, why, don't we, uh, why don't we change gears a little bit and discuss maybe some of the changes that, that uh, our channel has gone through and that YouTube has gone through uh, over, the, over the years. Copyright. It's, it's definitely not the same animal it was in the You mean copyright? <laughs> well, I, uh, we, could, we could definitely discuss copyright. I, I know there's a couple of things uh, that were, uh, well, I'd like to say that were good, uh, a couple of things that were bad. Um, you know, some of the good things were that, uh, you know, just allowed the everyday creator to get their videos up there. Um, I, I really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, over, the, over time, it, it got to be kind of strange because people, uh, people are starting to, to upload um you know, videos that were, um, I don't know, extremely inappropriate, I guess I'd say, with, uh, you know, children were a really big, big uh, target for some of these videos. And, and there, there, people were putting out videos that, you know, had superheroes portraying uh, simulated sex acts and oh boy. Uh, stuff like that. And, and people are, were kind of, kind of disturbed by that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I even was reading that uh, AI began pumping out um stuff like cartoons with the, you know, cartoon characters dancing with Hitler. And, um, and these AI, where they basically, they create the content and based on an algorithm that scraped the, you know, the most viewed content, you know, at least the subjects of those con the content, and then created basically meaningless mashups in a cartoon style just to get as many clicks as possible from the, from kids or the parents. Aren't oh, really I know. And it's, and, and it was, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's crappy because, uh, especially the fact that, to say the least, but especially because, you know, a lot of these videos, you know, like you're saying, are, are, uh, were, uh, targeting kids. And there's so many kids that now, uh, you know, at least at the time, um, when these things started becoming more and more prevalent in, in the, um, in the news, um, were using YouTube as a babysitter. And so a lot of these kids were just sitting there watching video after video after video. Yeah, and then, up all this yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden you pick it, pick up the the iPad of, of somebody that's the, you know a child that's looking at it. And you're like, what the heck are they looking at? <laughs> that's right. That's you know. Right. Well, that's when the the dreaded adpocalypse happened. I think is you know advertisers just didn't want their 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 product or services to be associated with that kind of content. That's right. And so they they held back their money from YouTube and 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 YouTube. You know, ad revenue just crashed, and I think a lot of you know channel creators were caught up in that, and they lost their channels and their livelihoods, and it was a pretty, pretty significant uh, event in in YouTube's uh, evolution. I think uh, right. So you know, that's that's what COPA is, right? It's the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and uh, it's a good thing that they put that in place. Yeah, they've they've done a, a lot of things to really improve. I think the the experience for the end user. They've They've, I know uh, some of the changes they've went through for us uh, that at least affected us was that, you know, some of our content was made for kids. You know, we've got a lot of CG stuff and a lot of, a lot of quote cartoons, if, uh, if you will. Uh, and so, you know, we, we, we had to struggle with that initially. Um, and and uh, I think, um, you know, just having, uh, ha having uh, some of those, uh, you know, family friendly, you know, they, they changed the rules to be family friendly uh, at first, and then uh, mm -hmm. that really wasn't enough, and so then they changed the rules to uh, be not for kids. Um, and you know, some of those definitions actually, you know, when you say family friendly, it's kind of vague. It's it's very widely defined. It's up for interpretation. You know. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I know we struggled with that initially. Um, 
Well, I mean, even to the to the point now is it's you know YouTube's now requiring because the the Federal Trade Commission um, all channels uh, designate each video as either made for kids or not, and and if you fail to set your content appropriately, um, may result in you know YouTube having legal consequences under the COPA and other laws. Yeah, well, I know they demonetized uh, content made for kids, uh, and uh, you know, as well as as content made for adults, if you will, you know, like rated R, they restricted monetization on those as well. So there's a, now there's this little sweet spot that you know I'd call a general audience. If it's family friendly, it's a general, you know, good for the whole family. Uh, and they define kids as under thirteen, by the way. Right. And, and just so everybody knows, uh, if they don't already know, our, our, our channel is not made for kids. So there's um, stuff on there that has uh, a, a older, older than 13 content. Yeah. Yeah. We've come a long way. And, and so is YouTube. It's, it's, uh, it's really easy to use. You know, they, they've got a lot of great re- analytics and, and ways to create reports and stuff like that. So if you're a channel owner or you're running your own channel, it's, 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 it's really come a long way as far as, you know, you, the utility of, of it. Um, yes. And, you know, uh, some of the tools, uh, because they, you know, YouTube gives you access to their API, there's, there's software productivity tools um, that allow you to do bulk processing. Um, if on your channel, you can do thumbnail, uh, bulk thumbnail overlays, you can find and replace text in the titles and descriptions. You can do uh, bulk end screens, uh, bulk card uploads. And what's kind of cool is is they have a best practices checklist on some of these uh, software tools out there you can plug into YouTube and, and they actually plug into Chrome itself, the browser. Um, so it's pretty pretty nice on some of the tools they have, especially if you have a larger channel like we have. Um, and uh, so it's awesome. What kind of advice would you give to other people who wanted to, who are thinking maybe starting their own YouTube channel? You know, if you have a passion for sharing your expertise, I think that's a, a, a first step. Um, there's, you know, it, it doesn't really cost anything to start a channel. Uh, it's just your time. And if you, like I said, if you have a passion for sharing something and, you know, you want to, you want to teach somebody something, uh, it, there's ever, you've got the world there that wants to, uh, it will probably want to check out, at least somebody will want to check out what you have to say. Um, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, why not? If you've got something to say, why not say it? Um, I'd, I'd say, you know, you, one thing to think about it would be is, if, is you know, you're going to start this for business or you're going to start it, you know, for your own own amusement or your own pleasure. You know, is it going to be a, 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 a they call it a, a act of a job of love? What do they call that? Uh, like a passion? A labor of love. Labor yeah. of love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, and one of the good things about, you know, a YouTube channel is it's easy to create one. Um, one of the bad things about YouTube, cha- starting a YouTube channel is it's, easy to create one. It's right. sometimes it's just too easy, you know, yeah. so it's so easy that anybody can do it and they do. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, that I means that, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, you go ahead, you finish. Well, usually, you know, if, well, the problem, why I say that's a good and bad thing uh, is that it, basically the signal to noise ratio just keeps increasing. And, and that's, that's a problem because if, it, uh, if, if you're not seen as the signal, you're seen as the noise. And so people, uh, you know, really, I mean, if, are having harder and harder time. I mean, we talked earlier about how much stuff is uploaded to YouTube every day. Uh, that just that's going to be competing with your videos. And if you don't have a way to break through that noise, um, then then no one's going to watch your videos. And um, so that's probably the biggest challenge. I think is probably you know if you're if you're looking to do this commercially, uh, would would be to break through that noise. Yeah, and I, I think you also have to just 
you know, be tenacious about it. Just don't be consistently put stuff up there. You know, over time you get better and better. Um, and you know, look at look at the successful channels that are doing something maybe similar to what you're doing, and then try and find a a niche that needs to be filled and, and or that's not being talked about, and and do it. Uh, you, maybe you could do it in a little bit more entertaining way. You know, I'd say you know you referred to copyright earlier. This would probably be another another issue that. You oh man, have. we could talk a, a pod another podcast about this. Absolutely. You know, we, why don't we do that? Why don't we just have a have a podcast on on copyright and and monetization? I, I like that. Very That's interesting. A, yeah, great idea. Great idea. All right. Well, um, you got any last words? Or we're kind of winding down the the clock. Uh, any last words for the folks? Um, you know, last words. Uh, no, I don't think I have any last words. I just I just want people to to um, understand that you know starting your own channel again is is extremely rewarding especially when you see you're helping people um i can see yeah definitely definitely. i mean the comment section on our on our our videos uh our tutorials uh, initially and and even now with the things that we're showcasing are you know the artists come back and say hey thanks so much for for uh, showcasing our stuff and thanks for having a hub there where people can go to for inspiration so um i think you know just just do that I, I definitely think it's the future of entertainment. I know, as like you just said, with so many knowledgeable and talented people creating that content, you know, it seems like it's going to be the go-to place for, you know, especially if you're looking for videos of for specific interests or for learning or, or you know, if you're a musician, you know, you can get your music out there where people can see it. And um, I, I find it to be very entertaining. Absolutely. It's not going anywhere, so... Well, um, I think that'll probably do it for this episode of the CG Bros. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on why we started our YouTube channel. I sure did. Uh, we uh, discussed uh, why we originally started the YouTube channel, and we talked about some of the history of YouTube and gave you some some pretty cool little tidbits of, of uh, trivia about YouTube. And uh, we talked a little about what our personal experiences have been using YouTube, and hopefully we clued you into some insights that we've gained as well as informed you about some of the challenges you might face. Uh, setting up your own channel. Um, uh, YouTube, you know, as we've said, was, the subject is pretty broad and we could go uh, a couple podcasts on this and, and we, I think we will. Um, but uh, please let us know what you thought of this podcast or if you have an idea for a future podcast, uh, be sure to leave us a comment. And if you have any questions you'd like us to address, uh, just head on over to the website at uh, thecgbros.com to the Ask Us Anything menu and ask your question there. Um, we here at the CG Bros really appreciate you guys being here every week for the CG Insider Podcast, and we're really excited about the positive responses we've gotten to it. Uh, so if you enjoyed this podcast or found it valuable, please share it with your friends. Um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit that thumbs up button and click the bell so that you'll be notified of future podcasts. So we look forward to seeing you next week uh, for our episode on uh, what inspired us to get into the entertainment business. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, why did the CG Bros start their YouTube channel? Thanks for being with us. Also, our podcasts are now available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcast. You can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast. Be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what inspired you to get into the entertainment business? This has been episode 2105 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.